Hi there, I'm Robert Hurst, and I welcome you to this podcast of Safe Zone, your one place for sane and practical discussion about keeping your place of worship safer. In the Safe Zone, we integrate common sense ideas and concepts from various disciplines for tips that help create greater safety and security. Safe Zone isn't just about you, it's about everyone you love and care for where you worship. Let's get into this episode of Safe Zone. Well, hello, and how are you doing this week? Before I start this episode of Safe Zone, I want to let you know why there was no Safe Zone podcast posted last week, since I've focused on being pretty consistent on posting bi-weekly. There was none for a personal reason, and it was because my dad went to be with the Lord last Monday, and we had a true celebration of his life on Saturday of last week. But that's still through all sorts of kinks and production and scheduling as we work to get the family together for the funeral at an out-of-town location. So thank you for your patience, your prayers, and understanding. But let's get on with this safe zone and what we can learn together. Now, from what I've been hearing, most worshiping fellowships are beginning to seek to open back up for people to attend. Some are full-time, while others are allowing some type of partial or modified services at their facilities and buildings. And this is good, as long as we keep safety and health in mind for all those attending. Now, there can be a tendency, however, once we've finished dealing with a major crisis like we have for the last eight months, to kind of let our guard down. Intuitively, we know this should not happen, but the reality is that it can. We're all tired. We're all weary of having to live these weird, unusual lifestyles, both in personal lives and in our work lives in the midst of this pandemic. And let's face it, it's just plain old great to be back at a place where we worship with our friends. That's the frustrating part of the pandemic. But there's also a neat opportunity at this time to have a new beginning in many focuses of our places of worship, and that includes security and safety. This new beginning gives you an opportunity to reassess some things from fresh eyes. So for the next several episodes of Safe Zone, we're going to go back to the basics, and that starts with situational awareness. Let's define that term first. What is situational awareness? Very simply, this concept simply means that you are truly aware of what is going on around you at all times and your building, and not just what's happening right there in the three feet in front of you. We're going to use this approach to this topic from what we call the three rings approach. By the way, that's not new, but it's also not often used. It's usually used in professional circles. The three rings of situational of situational awareness for our setting are this. So here it is. Ring number one that we're going to talk about today extends from your parking lot out into the streets and roadways that pass by or near your facility. Next time, we will talk about ring number two, which includes the exterior doors of your facility out onto the grounds and even extends up to the edge of the parking lot. And then ring number three after that will be everything within your building, particularly in the same room, room with you where you are at that time. Let's get started with ring number one, the parking lot, and from there out into the street. i got to be honest with you. In reality, if there's ever going to be trouble at your facility, this should be where it is stopped before it gets any further, out in the parking lot. So what do we include in ring number one of our situational awareness? Well, you start by knowing what is normal for this ring. So go to the building where you worship, 
and begin to look at things at the street level around the building first. You need to do this visit, by the way, at two different times. One is during the daytime, and then you need to do one after dark because you may be surprised at how differently things can look after dark. Look at the neighborhoods around your building. Watch the traffic flow. See what businesses are near your building. What hangouts are there for people and, and who hangs out there? What's within the next several blocks, blocks of your facility? Are there unseen dangers that perhaps you never considered, like maybe a natural gas transfer station that, where the pipe comes out of the ground through a booster and back into the ground? Or maybe a railroad that carries dangerous cargo that regularly travels within a mile or so of your facility? From there, once you've looked at the street, we kind of begin to look at the parking lot. For instance, are all the entrances to your parking lot visible? Are they easily accessed? Remember, we must consider safety also, so I'm always a little taken aback by entrances to parking lots that have these tremendous drops off the edge with no curbing, no protection, and no guidance. Be careful of that. Now, you see, ring number one of situational awareness is the reason that I've always also emphasized the need to have part of your team always outside at any time that you're going to have something going on inside. Why? Well, first of all, they can be that first point of ministry contact, and that should be the delight of those that are coming in. In other words, your team members are out there, and they're sticking that hand out, and they're greeting people, and they're really looking. But secondly, they are are the eyes and ears of dangers that may be seen, need to be seen, or maybe they even sense something and they know something unusual is going on or happening that they need to intervene in. By becoming aware of the various impacts and influences of the area, including the streets, they may pay more attention to what is actually happening on the parking lot. And then you take this situational awareness view to the dark side of the day at night. When you look at your parking lot and the building at night, what does your lighting coverage look like? Does it completely cover the parking lot after dark? In other words, are there any dark spots, dark areas where people could hide or where things could go on? If you have a closed circuit television system providing recorded coverage of the parking lot, is the light even adequate enough to give good visual reference and identification for evidentiary purposes if something does occur? I've seen this on several occasions where, yes, there was a CCTV, but in reality, there was not enough light to even identify anything that was recorded. Does your lighting provide safety for those traveling to and from their vehicles on the parking lot? Are there hidden areas out there where a criminal could hide to create an issue, say behind a fenced-in area where you keep your trash cans or something like that? These are just a few of the points that you need to be looking at and assessing. Now let's take a quick midstream break and then I'm going to come back and give you a real life example of what I'm talking about. Our midstream focus for this podcast is on an organization called Strength for Service Incorporated. Now Strength for Service Inc. is a 501c3 group whose vision is to bring spiritual comfort and assurance to those engaged in service to others, specifically military personnel and first responders of all times. Their mission is to publish and provide spiritual and inspirational literature for members of the armed services, law enforcement, officers, firefighters, EMT, paramedics, 
and other community service through a 365-day devotional booklet called Strength for Service. Now let me make full disclosure that I am on the National Board for this group, and I assure you I would not be using the most valuable asset I have, which is my time, if I did not believe in them and their mission. They have gained the GuideStar Platinum Seal of Transparency, which simply means you can be assured that any donations you may give in helping them will be used in a transparent and ministry-oriented manner. You can find their complete story as well as a link that allows you to participate financially, which I encourage you to do, in their mission at strengthforservice.com. That's three words put together, strengthforservice, all is one word, dot com. Let me ask you, do you want to make a spiritual impact in the lives of those who give so unselfishly to others by being available and there on the spot when they're needed in emergencies? Then this is the way to do it. Go to strengthforservice.com and see what they're about, and then give lavishly to help them, help those who then help others. Now, back to our podcast. So now let me give a real-life example of this ring number one of situational awareness. A number of years ago, I was asked to do a complete safety and security survey and report of a faith-based organization in a large metropolitan area. And as I always do, I arrived the evening before the scheduled meeting so that I could see what the facility looked like after dark. Their location was immediately adjacent to a strip mall, so sometime in the past, they had planted bushes to provide kind of a visual and noise barrier between them and the strip mall. So just for curiosity, I parked in that mall parking lot and then simply stepped through the tall shrubs onto the main grounds of the facility after dark. Some type of meeting must have been in progress somewhere inside that building because there were about two dozen kids out playing on the yard in the front of the building with no ambient light to illuminate the area. I stood there for about 10 minutes and watched the kids play. No adult supervision, no external lighting, and no way that anyone have known quickly if someone suddenly abducted a child and stepped back through those bushes into their car for their escape. I did I, I didn't abduct a child, but I stepped back through the bushes, still unchallenged, into my car, where out of curiosity, I then timed how long it would take to go from the building to the first major highway where I would have been able to disappear if I was such a bad person. Six minutes total. In six minutes, If I were the bad person, I could have abducted a child and basically disappeared, leaving few options for a quick recovery of that child. Now, this is the type of situation that criminals seek out, and you must stop. So this is one of the many reasons why your situational awareness must start at the street level and then proceed into the parking lot. Observe and know what the normal rhythm is for your area. Who comes? Who goes? What level of activity is normal for your area? Are there any registered sex offenders near your building? Most states have places that you can check this. And what's the level of potential danger from those offenders? For rural-based places of worship, some of this information may be more quickly determined than maybe for those in congested areas. Either way, it's the first step to situational awareness of your facility. The final part of situational awareness is when you first meet people as they exit their vehicle on any time that the facility is open. And this is what I call giving active friendliness. You know, the big smile, the handout, a hearty welcome, and a keen eye to see if everything seems normal for this person. What is their demeanor? 
Is there something that seems out of place to the day? For for instance, are they wearing some type of heavy, long, hot overcoat on a 90-degree day? Is there an object in their hand that doesn't seem normal? Or maybe you see something sticking out from under their coat and it's out of place. All of these types of questions are all part of situational awareness. And that will lead to our next steps later on. So your assignment this week is to go back to your building and take time. ease of use and maybe need of repair. Observe if there are any hidden spots where someone could hide. Then discuss your information with other team members and with the leadership within your fellowship. Get everyone's input and then use this newfound knowledge to increase your situational awareness at the earliest point you can for your facility. By becoming acutely aware of the conditions in ring number one, the parking lot and the street, you might one day stop a potential issue in its tracks before it has the opportunity to enter the building. It's easy to do. In the next episode, we're going to discuss ring number two, the exterior area. So be certain and check back. And by the way, the next Safe Zone podcast will release next week on the regular bi-weekly schedule so we can get things back to normal. I'd, I just want to let you know so I can see you then. So until next time, remember to plan, practice, and be ready. The crisis that occurs at the place where you worship may not be your choice, but your response is. Make it a good one. That wraps it up for this episode of Safe Zone. Take what you've learned and help bring a newfound peace of mind to those you worship with by making it a safer place to worship. Now, to help us, if you would, I do ask that you go to iTunes or whatever podcast service you use and leave us a favorable rating. That helps us in this very crowded, just general podcast marketplace. And while you're there, be certain to take a moment and hit the subscribe button so you won't miss a single new episode that's released. Finally, forward this podcast to your friends and associates that are in your sphere of influence on a daily basis. Hey, after all, we're all in this together.